Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We've got Ryan Hamilton in the studio with us. Hello, sir. Hey, Thank you very much for coming in. Appreciate it. Oh, well, I appreciate you having me. This is a treat. Yeah, uh, Ryan's going to be at the Wilbur uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock show. Uh, You can still get Wilbur.com for tickets. Randy, is that right? Wilbur.com or get get them at the show, but uh, buy them up now. And uh, I have to say, I, I hadn't seen... I haven't seen your Netflix special, Happy Face, but I've heard it because I only have, I'm like one of the few people left in America who only has one television right. in our living room. Like we don't have one anywhere else. My wife and I have this agreement. So every time I get home at night, my wife and my daughter are watching American Horror Story season three for the 80th time. And I can't, I That's can't. similar you know. to my special. It's yeah. close. Right. Uh, yeah, you have Kathy Bates dressed as a man <laughs> in your special at some point. But I did listen to it, so I got Netflix on in the car. I well, want to assure you. people I wasn't watching Netflix while I was driving. <laughs> don't, don't Netflix and drive. Yeah, please. Netflix and chill. Don't Netflix and drive. Right. But I did listen to it. It's awesome. Thanks, so man. I, I recommend. appreciate that. Thank you. But that came out, that was like a couple years ago, right? Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, I guess it's creeping up on two years, which is hard to believe. It came out the end of 2017, which is crazy. Wow. But um, I got all new material now, so I'm really excited to be sharing that stuff. And Boston is um, like you've you've you. We were just talking. You did some. You had some firsts here in Boston. Yeah, I did the the Boston Comedy Festival. I did this thing for Comedy Central years ago that was at the old Comedy Connection at Faneuil Hall. It was really the kind of first thing I ever did that was it within the industry. I sent in a VHS tape. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> oh, Comedy yes. Central selected me, and they said, you can go to one of these clubs, across, six clubs across the country or something. And I chose um, Comedy Connection in Boston because, uh, believe it or not, is one of the only places I had ever seen. It was one of the first places I saw stand-up comedy. I'm from Idaho, but I was doing um, an internship in New Hampshire, and I would come down and see comedy and hang out in Boston on the weekends. So it was one of the first places I also saw comedy. To what were you honest. doing in New Hampshire? I had a weird interview, a weird um, internship, not an interview. I had an internship at a on a blueberry farm in Exeter, New Hampshire for a summer. It was a public relations internship, but this little PR firm just said, we're going to escape, and they set up camp in New Hampshire and I lived with one of the owners on a blueberry farm, and I just did PR. It was interesting. But I'm from out west in Idaho, so I drove all the way out here. I spent a summer out here, and I loved it. From the uh, burgeoning Idaho comedy scene. The big, yes. It's a, it's, it's, <laughs> listen, if there, are, if there are new comedians out there who are wondering how to get their start, just get to a very rural place and just sit alone in a potato field for a while and see what happens. You were talking about that in Happy Face that you said, like, you come from a town of, like, a thousand people. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you do this whole bit about being in New York and how people in New York say if they can make it there, they can make it anywhere, but they probably wouldn't be able to make it in the middle of farmland in Idaho. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think they could make it. They might, uh, you know, they, three days later we go, where's the, 
we found a body. You know, he wandered <laughs> off looking for gluten-free cupcakes, right. and that was it for him. <laughs> Love that. We, I found also we had a very similar uh, skydiving experience. Really? Yeah. I, have you been skydiving? I did that? go skydiving, yes. Well, since that first experience you oh, talk about? No, that's the one and only time I've ever been. Same I think with once me. is enough. Right, yeah. I think there are two different camps of people who get into sky. One, pe- they go and they go, I can't stop. And the other people who right. are more sane go, I didn't even, I get it now, and that was crazy, and I'm, I'll never do it again. I'm in that camp. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The woman who's on before me, Mistress Carrie, uh, she goes like every weekend if the oh, weather's yeah. good. She's got like her own pack and suit, wow. helmet. Wow. Like she's part of a club. Right. Yeah, so she like goes and, and does it like sometimes Saturday and Sunday. She jumps out of a perfectly good plane. <laughs> Yeah, it was, times it was crazy to me. I mean, you know, I talk about it in the special, but the whole thing to me was just uh, my the video. Did you get a video of yes. how you're falling? Yeah. Yeah, the so, crazy guy with the camera on his yes. helmet, and he's like flying around you. In the yes, minute. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And I remember when he pulled his chute, he just disappeared into the sky, and I went, oh, we're going very fast. Yeah. And I was... <laughs> Very scared. Well, you can't tell. Yeah, you can't tell because no. you're just, you know. Yeah, it seems it's, like you're uh, just floating. Yeah, it's something Newton said. I can't remember. But um, <laughs> gravity. <laughs> gravity. That's science. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but my video is just me, the 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 uh, tandem on my back, the tandem guy. He's he. You know, you're supposed to keep your head back. Right. And my video is just him putting his head on my his hand on my forehead and pulling my head back over. Oh, and so the over camera guy can and see. And over <laughs> and over again. That's just it. That's the, my whole video. It's just my head going down, looking at the ground, and him putting and pulling my head back. I know. It's like I can't help it. We're falling yeah. very fast. Yeah. I have I, to. <laughs> I have to confront my mortality. Exactly. Sorry. I know. I remember when I jumped and I, I went to this place and it was near Fredericksburg, Virginia. Okay. And I remember walking into the place, this little tiny airport, and there was like a bunch of it looked like a, a fish concert there was a bunch of like hippie dudes packing yes. parachutes right yes. They're like hey dude you're gonna have a great time i'm like you know i'm a i'm a i smoke a lot of weed but like right. i'm just like i don't know if these are the guys i want packing my parachute i know i had the you same know? experience i was in there there was a kid who um he looked like he was just like had a part-time job after school right. who was packing the parachutes right. yeah. and i remember thinking like i hope he gets the right backpack you know it's like he came in with his backpack <laughs> You know, you get some transport on yeah, your yeah, back. You're exactly. jumping out of a plane. You know. Did you um, get a video too, Shu? I did get a video, and I did. You know what? They you go through this in the special too. Yeah. The, the whole belly button banana thing. What right. you're saying, you got to put your arms up and your right. legs up and kind of like arch yeah. your body. Now, once I once we let go of the airplane, I was just like, ah! it all goes away. And so we were spinning head over heels. No yeah, way. Really quickly. And so I just remember falling back from the airplane, just seeing the plane fly off, and just hearing me going, <laughs> and then like the plane, the plane's getting farther. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in the air. And then the guy finally like grabbed my hands, and that's when I snapped out of it. Wow. And he like pulled back, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I have to do this, or else we're just gonna flail. Wow, and die. going head over heels. Oh that's yeah, pretty we're spinning. Intense. But they got it on camera. I, I also have wow. a VHS tape of that. Is <laughs> how long? Is it ago synced it was. up to the music? Uh, I had free them, falling. No, it's actually no. They, you got to choose. <laughs> your music and i chose uh no more tears by ozzy because i was like the only, i'm in the metal it was the only metal song they had right you know so it's like me flipping over out of control and ozzy's like ah, but yeah. well i've never gone skydiving and you both just sold me on never going <laughs> yeah you don't need to go i don't know i talk about it in the special i don't do you wear contacts or anything or any kind of no aid? yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a bummer for you i was able to see right. My whole yeah, that, that was yeah. the thing. People always ask me if this is actually true, but it, yes, it was. Like I was wearing goggles, but the force of the air was so intense that it pulled the contacts out of my eyes. <laughs> so, like, 
you know, it's just something you don't expect. You're like, well, you never prepare for that mentally. And it happens fast. You know, you're just kind of falling and then you blink and then you go, oh, they're gone. But they were, I could tell that they were sitting inside my goggles, you know, just kind of staring back at me. And, uh, and it's different I, when you lose them skydiving as opposed to one falling out in a restaurant. You they're know? pretty hard to recover after that. <laughs> and you that. got your phone light out. And you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's some here somewhere. But, you just know. pointing at the ground. Remember that spot right there. <laughs> Right. They're going to be there. <laughs> I remember uh, getting out of... First of all, the plane yeah. was held together by duct tape. That also worried me. Oh. It was like a little Cessna that they uh, ripped everything out of, and it was just a scary. pile of people in the like shoved into the back. Yeah. And I'm attached... You know, you're attached to another right, guy, so it's a right. little awkward. Yeah. And so we had to crawl up, and there's a shoebox-sized platform we had to step out on. I don't know if it was the same for you. And then yeah. from there, you let go of the plane. Yes, that's exactly So he's like, happened. you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. So we're stepping out. He goes, are you sure you're ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do the yeah. other foot and he's like okay well let's go i'm like yeah i'm waiting on you and i didn't notice and he reached over and i was unconsciously gripping the pilot seat <laughs> i had no idea i was doing it to the point where i was like what's your problem and he reached over and grabbed my hand very gently he said you gotta let go of the seat buddy i'm like oh, i didn't even know i was doing that he's like, it's okay it's okay <laughs> I'm just not used to jumping out of a plane right, at 12,000 yeah. feet. What know? an interesting job to have to lead people to their death every day. I know. Right? <laughs> this could be the day, buddy. So, all right, have a good jump, man. It's going to be awesome. Did you go skydiving thinking you'd get material out of it? or No. no? I, I mean, I wasn't planning on doing it, really. My buddy just called me the night before, and he had the day off. He goes, what are you doing tomorrow? I go, I don't know. I got nothing going on. He goes, we're going skydiving. And I go, okay. I just said, okay. <laughs> we are? I okay. I just said, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and especially you had the hot air balloon story. So you, yes. had, you, you, you took a ride in a hot air balloon, Something, which again, yeah. we, I, I've never gone, but I seem to agree with a lot you were talking about, especially the wicker basket part. <laughs> Because when you sit in wicker furniture, it sounds like it's going to break. It's just, yeah. yeah. Why is this flamethrower attached to this garden furniture? I think I said <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. And it's, the- uh, yeah, it's weird. My whole act is just basically, um, someone said to me, you just talk about modes of transportation in your whole act. <laughs> right. And I never thought about it that way, but it's kind of true. Well, with that story, I wanted to kind of, it seemed to me, it, I don't tell me if I'm totally off here, but... Uh, if I could give away the joke. Sure. That's right. Yeah, that's so right. You, you told it at another club somewhere. Yeah. And then two people came up to you and complained because right. they were hot air balloonists. Yes. And they didn't like the way you were portraying their, their recreation. Yes. And, and the, yes. The point of the joke is I'm a very safe, you could say, comedian, and but nobody's safe. Everybody's going to right. have a problem with something. Right. So these people came up to me after the show, and the club manager said, you, do you want these people want to talk to you, and he was laughing. And <laughs> they came up, and I remember, you know, they said, uh, this isn't funny, uh, you know, we're, it's safe, you don't know what you're talking about. And I don't remember what I said, but I do remember thinking... I have finally become the edgy, boundary-pushing comedian that I've always wanted to be, you know? Yeah. I'm out here finally, you know, speaking truth to power. Whatever. Right, because yeah. Bill Burr never pissed off balloonists. <laughs> no. Exactly. Right? You know, he's... Maybe he's, cruise ship people, but never yeah, but a hot air balloon. Yeah, never balloonists, right? That's a that's right. a niche you really got to go right. for. Right, right. Yeah. And you, you've, um, you've spent a lot of time touring... With uh, Jerry Seinfeld, right? Yeah. He's like a big fan of yours. Oh, well, he's been, yeah, he's become a friend. It's really quite amazing to me. I uh, was opening for someone at Carnegie Hall who was a friend of 
of Seinfeld's and he saw me there and we bumped into each other a couple of the times. He was very complimentary, very kind. And we just kind of, um, I don't know, want to say hit it off, but he just enjoyed, I think, my act. He was very nice. And he asked me if I wanted to come open for him, which was just amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So I've been going on the road with him, you know, when it fits here and there. And it's been uh, just, you know, I'm a kid from Idaho who just remembers watching these guys on The Tonight Show, and yeah. now I'm opening for Seinfeld. And right. It's amazing. And just watching, you know, a master, he's really, like, so detail-oriented, and he's really elevate, helped me elevate my own show. He takes it to such a professional level, and watching just the whole production of the show, the way he treats his material, the way he treats the performance... It just rubs off on you, and it makes me want to perform at a higher level. So it's been really a cool experience for me, just to get to know him and to watch him work. And his work ethic is just, you know, he doesn't need to be doing this, but he loves right. it. Yeah. He just loves it. Yeah, that's so you know so, it's definitely yeah. for real. Right, yeah. yeah. What's like one of the valuable, if you can think, one of the most valuable lessons you learned from, from him? Man, well, we talk about the creative process all the time because he just really really loves it you know and um, we were in London um, I don't know a couple of months ago I got to work with him in London and he's a big Beatles fan and uh, Abbey Road Studios found out that he was a big Beatles fan so they took us on a private tour of Abbey Road Studios and we got to walk through the whole thing but on coming from and going to there which sparked all these conversations about the creative process you know and he's just really helped me keyed in on how to write and the consistency of it and he one thing that stuck with me from that conversation is just making it play that it's a lot of fun like we think about writing as this kind of drudgery or it could be because it's this task that we have to do but if you go into it going there's no agenda you don't have to get anything done the whole thing is that it's fun and then it's play. So he he sits down every day, I think, and or just about, and has this playtime. He sets it all up and he's just having fun <laughs> in his mind, you know, coming up with ideas, things that are interesting. And taking it from a task to making it really fun, that's just one thing. But we have so many conversations like this. He just loves to talk about it. So that's one thing that sticks with me. But as you can imagine... It's just such a valuable experience for a young comedian to right, have. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. just like I just feel like I'm learning constantly. I just kind of I want to record these conversations, you know, because yeah. I'm like this is like something that would benefit so many people. And he's just a sharp guy. He's very family oriented. The way he lives his life is also a great example. So yeah, that's just been a really cool experience. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, I, I I read about you and people keep saying you're a clean comic, clean right. comic, clean. And I never really, when I watch a comedian, I don't think about that at all. But yeah. has that ever inhibited you from like getting gigs or anything like no. that? Because th- what does that mean to you? Like you, well, just, you don't swear. Yeah, to me, you know, it's, and, I think it's just kind of naturally who I am. It's never a decision yeah. I made. Like I want to be a clean comedian. It was just kind of like this. the comedians that I always kind of admired and looked up to took material and shaped it for a wide audience and i like that kind of creative challenge and so and it felt natural to me it fits for who i am and so it just works and no it never has inhibited me with work in fact it opens up more doors because i can work anywhere yeah it's true it's not like that's why i made the decision but it is kind of a nice perk like you know i can go anywhere um but 
you know, it's a label that comes with it. People have to label things somehow. Yeah. And so I'm a clean comedian. But my favorite thing to hear is I get a group of people who come up after a show and they go, oh, we like this, we like this. And someone will go, and you were clean. And someone else in the crowd who maybe isn't a fan of clean or whatever will say, no, he wasn't. And then they'll have this realization <laughs> where they go, I can't believe I liked this. You know, like you right, made yeah. me laugh. But that, I, 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 if I get people to forget that it's clean, that's my ultimate yeah. goal. I just it want people is it to, funny? Like, yeah, is it funny first? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people, I think, go, oh, I'm not going to enjoy that because it's labeled a certain way. But I'm not going for clean. I'm going for funny first, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. And it All comes right. out clean, yeah. Well, go see the funny at the Wilbur <laughs> Theater, it, w- whether it's clean or not. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's funny. And uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock, the Wilbur Theater. You can go to wilbur.com to get tickets. Uh, Ryan Hamilton, thank you very much. Thank you're, so you. You're, you're back in Boston real quick. Any place that when you come back to Boston, you like to go to, check out, frequent when you come back here, restaurant, Oh, man, bar. I mean, I always just try and grab some seafood. I love doing that. I'm going to Legal Seafood tonight. And, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Very and, nice. Um, I don't know. I take a walk around. Um, I just like being here. Everything's comedy for me. So it's all comedy. Uh, you know, I would go down to the comedy studio. I think it's moved recently. I used to go to Faneuil Hall, and that's not there. Everything's changed in Boston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. Yeah, different, yeah. very yeah. different. Well, yeah. uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you Saturday night, Wilbur Theater, 7 o'clock, wilbur.com for tickets. Thanks, uh, man. Ryan, Ryan Hamilton, thank you I very much for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.